Welcome to Shannon Down Radio. ShannonDownRadio.com is the website. This is episode 161, the Georgia Guidestones, Mass Genocide, and PUFAs. Today we're going to explore the Georgia Guidestones, which are commonly referred to as humanity's tombstone. We're looking to look into who created them, the group behind it, because 90% of the earth must go, and the CDC says 90% of the earth must be vaccinated. Shannon Down Radio is coming to you live from the Hawaiian Islands, coming from the perspective of complete freedom, coming from wisdom outside the system, and then some. This is the mouthpiece of the natural earth forgotten. At this point in time, humanity's been kept from the truth, so Shannon Down Radio offers the coordinates to a path out. You're searching for something whole, cause what you see is real life. You're watching this world unfold, the truth beneath the lies. Rekindling what's been stole, the need to free one's mind. Uncover the truth exposed, so people see the light. Let's shut it down so we can know. It's simple, we just break it down a little bit so we can process all. Make the switch to elevate yourself to conscious mode. And it's beneficial, we can get this kind of road and get the future. Generators want to start the whole thing But the message in this city we can start a post Taking in the simulator and getting lots of numbers Waking up the possibility to try to stop hypnosis Welcome to Channet Down Radio Where we deprogram from the deep program And be a free no man with a deep romance And a free homeland where the people advance Let me see your show hands Defeat the whole plan Make the evil one scram Welcome to Channet Down Radio You found yourself here And maybe you're meant to be here this is episode 161, the Georgia Guidestones, Mass Genocide, and PUFAs. And that probably sounds like a kind of a strange title, but it all makes sense at the end of this podcast. I'm broadcasting to you right now in nature. Got the bug spray on, and I have been in a whirlwind since weeks ago. My life has gotten busy, lots to do, not time for podcasting. So I'm doing this actually in nature because... I can't do it at my house right now because I don't have enough space to do that. So instead, I'm doing it here, hoping that the rain doesn't come over and kind of trying to bear with the elements and hopefully it all works out. All right. So Chenet Down Radio needs your help. Chenet Down Radio needs promotion. The algorithms do not like Chenet Down Radio. They, we do. I do not say things that they like. And but people need to hear this info on this show more than ever in the human history that we know of. And it all matters now more than ever. If you have ways and means of sharing this podcast that will exponentially increase my listens in a noticeable level, I will send you personally a flash drive of my songs from all of my music, some hidden songs off of my album and my album, some freestyles from even 1995 till now, although I am not currently doing music, but still. Also on this flash drive, I'll give you a couple extra episodes that I never released of Channel Down Radio and some of the most crucial episodes of this show that I feel are good for everybody. So the flash drive is available to you if you uh, can help push these numbers up. And it's not about popularity, but I simply just don't have the time to promote this podcast. I feel that the the I feel that the quality is there. I feel that the content is definitely there and I feel like I it just needs to be pumped out there and unfortunately I don't have time to do it. 
I only have time to put together my show notes, and I barely have time for radio, so promotion just doesn't get there. And honestly, I don't even know what I'm doing half the time, and I like to be present with the people that I love. And so I don't like to be on a screen all the time, and I'm not keen on spending time, more time on screens than I have to. So if anyone out there is good at promoting and has you know, the means to do so, I will gladly give you a flash drive. And the reason I'm saying this is my last two to three episodes got like 45 listens apiece, and that's like the lowest ever. I'm not sure if algorithms got to my show or what, or was it something I said? I feel like this show is actually at some of its best that it's ever been, um, quality-wise and sound quality-wise and all that. Like, uh, for example, episode 159 with Matt Lemon has the least amount of listens, and it's like 45 listens or something like that, 46 now. That's really low. And I don't know, you know, I, I think he's a, a, a guy worth listening to, and I think the show was really good. I think there's, there's a lot of stuff to glean from it, and um, the guy is a great creator of the movie Frankenstein, so, you know, there, there definitely it needs to be heard, but they probably didn't want him to be heard. So promotion is needed. So please help with that if you can, okay? Well, let's get right into the subject matter of today's show, and that is, first of all, we're going to start off with the Georgia Guidestones. I never really paid a whole lot of attention to the Georgia Guidestones through my career in the study of corruption. I knew they were there, and I knew what they said. I've always been one to read the writings and quotes of these psychopaths rather than read the actual guidestones because I felt like I've always felt like, well, that tells us more, but, um, let's, t- let's look into this story. It's interesting and it pertains to now. And that's why I'm going over this. So a guy that went under the name of RC Christian approached a granite company in Elberton, Georgia in 1979 to have them built. And this is like a ways out of Atlanta somewhere. I forget how many miles, but This guy was apparently loaded. He was a rich man, said he was a Christian, and I think that is like, you know, um, coinage of the realm in that area as far as if you told someone you're a Christian, they're like, oh yeah, all right. You know, they're, they're, you know, that's, that's the Bible belt. And so, um, so, uh, anyway, um, he said he represented a group that wants to put up a monument and this is not his real name. You know, nobody has been able to figure out who this guy was since he wanted to remain anonymous. And even on a plaque or marker stone that's like right next to these uh, stones, it says to the side, it says the author's name, R.C. Christian, is a pseudonym. Okay, so some people speculate the R.C. might stand for Christian Rosencruz, which might be part of the Rosicrucians. R.C. could also stand for the Rose in the Cross of the Rosicrucian symbol, some people say. And from above, from a bird's eye view of the stones, it resembles a rose and a cross, sorta. And let me come back to that because that has a that has another that has another side to it. These stones are on the 33rd parallel, and 33, as we all know, is an important number in all the secret societies. Okay, and the stones are shaped like the UN headquarters. Some people say, and they happen to be 666 miles from them. No joke. So the stones, Mr. Christian explained, would be a calendar, 
a clock, and a compass and should be strong enough to withstand storms, catastrophic events, and any other calamity. He explained his group had been working on a model for 20 years and he wanted to do it you know, in this area, obviously because of the parallel of the 33rd. And so this thing, it, it, it is, it marks the solstices and the equinox and noontime every day through this little hole. And it's kind of like a wannabe megalithic stone site. It's like similar to Mayan monuments, Machu Picchu, in the idea of tracking the solar events. So on March 22nd, 1980, the structure was unveiled in the presence of a few hundred guests, people that got specially invited. And after the ceremony, all documents pertaining to the construction and the origin of this monolith were destroyed. Later, under total secrecy, the, the ownership was transferred to Elbert County. And so everything was destroyed in to trace this back to these this group, especially this guy, R.C. Christian. And I find that pretty suspicious. We can't really go back and see who actually is responsible for it. You know, some speculate that, well, Ted Turner, living in Atlanta, that it's Ted Turner because he's one to say that he believes that 95% of the Earth should go. Or who knows, he maybe was friends with the creator or part of this mysterious group, and he's definitely a big supporter of the United Nations. In fact, he says... I reject the use of force, in particular military force, and back United Nations arbitration of international disputes. He says, I support the total elimination of all nuclear, chemical, and biological weapons of mass destruction. And he also says, I support the United Nations and its efforts to collectively improve the conditions of this planet. In other words, kill off 90% of the population because he's a eugenicist and he agrees, agrees with these people. They're all friends. All right, so... Could have been Ted Turner, but I kind of don't think so, as we'll go over here. Um, there's an intermediary banker who is responsible for the constructions of the guide stones. His name is Wyatt Martin. He said he put the, the he would he would take the secrecy of R.C. Christian's identity to the grave, and who put the stones there? And so this guy won't budge, and well, to this day, you know he won't budge. Okay. So I think people get stuck too long on trying to find out who is responsible for these rather than looking at the information on it. However, this talk will tie back into that a little bit later toward the end of this talk. Now, I recommend the documentary, Dark Clouds Over Elberton, and even possibly before finishing this episode so I don't steal the thunder from it too much. But why the secrecy? Why the secrecy of who is responsible for this doomsday calendar clock wannabe megalithic site, you know? And, I mean, here, another doomsday scenario that's not secretive is the seed vault in Svalbard, Norway. There is no secret there. And the reason why is to keep the seeds in case of Earth catastrophe. Guess what? None of us commoners will be getting those, I guarantee that. But at least, you know, that's you can know about that, and you can find out who's responsible for it. It's not as big of a mystery. Yeah, the, the guide stones are a modern-day megalith, although doable by crane. That's why I call them a wannabe, because this, you know, this it was definitely done by humans, and it wasn't a real superhuman site. But, so, these things, it's pretty simple. It has a center slab and four bigger slabs that are 19 feet, 3 inches tall, arranged around it, and then a capstone on top. Next to it on the ground is a marker stone that I mentioned that reads the author's name, 
and underneath is supposedly a time capsule. The opening date has been left blank, and it says on there, sponsors, small group of Americans who seek the age of reason. Well, we could use the age of real reason, but we'll come back, come back to that. It may have something to do with the Atlanta Rosicrucian Society. I mean, some people consider, you know, according to a mysterious document, that there are some keys that will be released when the prophecy is fulfilled. It's possible. I'm not putting it past it. But the time capsule is a mystery, and many of the people who involved were involved in the creation, the construction, and financing say there is nothing there, but they don't really know. So the stones are written in the most common language in the, uh, the languages of the world, um, English, Spanish, Swahili, Hindi, Hebrew, Arabic, Mandarin, Chinese, and Russian. And then the flat granite capstone reads, let these be the guidestones to an age of reason. There it is again, the age of reason. Etched around the edges is the translation in additional ancient languages, Babylonian, Classical Greek, Sanskrit, and Egyptian hieroglyphs. Interesting. Basically, it's speaking to the new and old civilizations of Earth. So, what are these, these Ten Commandments from Hell? Well, we got number one, the big one, and this is what this talk mainly is about, of course. Maintain humanity under 500 million in a perpetual balance with nature. And that's the main reason of this talk, and that's why I have this show today. But let's read the others. Number two, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. And what does that mean, guide re reproduction wisely? That, to me, to me, sounds like population control and mass sterility. I think that that's what they want. Um, and unite humanity, number three, unite humanity with a living new language. And this one, I, I don't know. Could be AI, or is it like putting a language together like that in the Bible before the Tower of Babylon collapsed, like a, a universal language of some sort? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, number four, rule, passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. And, you know, a lot of these, as you read along, they don't sound that ominous. They sound pretty nice. That sounds okay. But with the word rule in there, it doesn't sound great. And what is considered tempered reason? And who is saying tempered reason, right? These guys. Okay, number five, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Sounds pretty good and, and better than what we have right now, right? Sounds sounds okay um, if there were fair and just courts, but not from these people. Uh, number six, let all nations rule internally resolving external disputes in a world court. Yeah, well, what's the world court? Sounds like one world government. I think we can figure that one out. And number seven, avoid petty laws and useless officials. Well, you, we could use that right about now in 2021, okay? Definitely could use that. Although I don't think, again, coming from these people, that's what they're talking about, you know? Who knows? Okay, um, number eight, balance personal rights with social duties. What could social duties be? Could they be like serving a one-world government, um, basically like community service, so this this thing is maintained, you know, I don't know. Number uh, 10, 
or number nine, balance uh, or prize, truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. Hey, sounds good on the surface. Humans, humans need to prize truth now so we don't get run by a tyrannical oligarchy, but I just don't see that happening from the same people who say to maintain humanity under 500 million. And then the last one, number 10, be not a cancer on earth, leave room for nature, leave room for nature. So, sure, it sounds good, leave room for nature. I'm in nature right now, and I'm glad this is here, because if it wasn't, I'd be, you know, less centered as a being, right? But, okay, when you read basically about 3 through 10, they're not terribly ominous. Some of it sounds even good on the surface, and I think that is purposely vague to uh, not sound too horrible, right? And some say this is humanity's tombstone. It is the, it's the marker for these times and the elite's plan, and I would say that is true. Other people say that it's a warning to track a solar catastrophe, and it's there to withstand a natural disaster, and that these guidestones will give a, a humanity a, a guide to go by. I disagree with that, especially when you read that the first commandment is to maintain humanity under 500 million. Who's going to be responsible for maintaining that? You know? Um, no. And interesting enough that, that the UN agrees with this number as an appropriate number of people on Earth, as well as Bill Gates, as well as Ted Turner, David Rockefeller. So... These are people who believe that humans are basically the, the shit on the earth, and they, they, they want to maintain a more manageable population, so their control is complete. The Prince Philip, if I were reincarnated, I would, I would wish to be returned to earth as a killer virus to lower human population levels. That's what these people are. It's what they're all about. Genocide. So, six years after the erection of the stones, a book came out by Robert Christian, R.C. Christian, same guy, titled Common Sense Renewed. And yes, common sense does need to be renewed. Not by the same forces that are making sure we are dumbed down and enough to be led by, like sheep to the slaughterhouse, but real common sense. Um, this book was given to every member of Congress, several thousand political officials, and shapers of public opinion. Who are the shapers of public opinion? Those who craft what the media says. The media's real mouthpiece, you know, um, that they speak from. And therefore, crafts the mass opinions of people. So look, look how since the early 90s, every developed nation claims we are overpopulated, and of course, the that's coming from the United Nations. And look how they always tell us, it's our fault. It's your fault. We're driving cars and polluting the earth and creating global warming. It's your fault, you dirty humans. And they give us no choice but to participate and drive the very cars that were, were designed for us to go here and there. You know, I mean, there isn't, what, do you want to take the bus all the time? Probably not. Just like you not having a cell phone. There's basically nothing you can do without one anymore. They've, 
they've basically boxed humanity into a corner where you have to have one whether you want one or not. And, you know, most people have them, and I wish I didn't have one. But, you know, it's getting to a point where it's just really bad. And about climate change, listen to my episode 132, Climate Change Under Blanketed Skies. If you want to really, if, if you really need more on that front, I think that's where that goes. But in this book, this book that R.C. Christian wrote, he says, we have controlled disease but not regulated its numbers. And I find that interesting, you know, out of context and related to today's scamdemic. Um, but that's just that. Uh, he says, you know, reproduction could not be left up to the individual. It should be should require government oversight. He mentioned China's one child policy as a way. And they want you to eventually be infertile so you have to have test tube babies. And that goes back to the um, what the second commandment on their guide reproduction wisely, you know. So um, they're, that's what they're trying to say. Uh, and he mentioned in his, in his book, a rational new order. Christian believes that healthier and more productive human beings are, uh, can produce, and superior human intelligence, compassion and drive, and other desirable mental and physical qualities. And he also says, if the economy is bad and you lose your job, in this his rational new new world order, you will have to become a slave of the state to survive. Well, we pretty much are that anyway, but yeah. And everyone is required to carry with them a unique biometric ID card. Without one, you will not be able to get to work or get government help. So that's the man who brought you the Georgia Guidestones. And it seems to line up with what the elites want to bring out of our current situation. It seems to line up with all that. So why I bring all this up right now, and why it's so important, is obviously we are on the precipice of huge changes. People are filling their bodies with unknown substances with unknown consequences. And I'm going to go with some conjecture in this episode because we don't know everything. Uh, so I am going to talk about things that I'm going to put together as possibilities. Because us us researchers, we're kind of like looking through the windows of a new construction site. You know how they put those little windows up around the area that they board around? They, you know, they kind of put a high fence so you can kind of see the workers working in there. But you can only see a little bit through an angle, that's, that's what us researchers are. We're just, you know, looking over the fence or looking through the fence and seeing little bits and going, well, I think I know what they're doing. I don't fully know what they're doing, but I think I know what they're doing. Well, that's, that's me and any, many other people that are trying to get out as much of the truth as we can. And we know the general idea. We know the general thing. So let's start this off by listening to this guy from Germany. He, this guy, he will, uh, he will tell you some things that he thinks are happening with these, these vaccinations. Now, um, this guy is a vaccine expert. He's not 
anti-vaccine. He's actually into vaccines. That's what he's all about. He is a vaccine expert who decided to blow the whistle and come out and endanger his career. And I think he's pretty cool for doing this. Um, there, I'll talk about some other stuff in a minute. But this guy Geert is um, is is really quite uh, he's quite informative. It's a little bit scientific, but as you start listening to it, uh, you'll see where he's going with this. And this is at least one of the things that is going around that they're talking about. The guy's name is Geert Vanden Bosch. And I'll have you listen, and then let's talk on the other side. And what I was saying is that, okay, if you miss the shoot, okay, you could say nothing has happened. No. You are at the same time losing the most precious part of your immune system that you could ever imagine of, and that is your innate immune system. Because the innate antibodies, the natural antibodies, the secretory IgMs, will be outcompeted by these antigen-specific antibodies for binding to the virus. And that will be long-lived. That is a long-lived suppression, and you lose every protection against any viral variant or, or coronavirus variant, etc. So this means that you are left just with not, no single immune response. With your, your, you know, you, it's known. Your Im- immunity has become nil. It's, it's all gone. The antibodies don't work anymore, and your, um, your innate immunity has been completely bypassed. And, and, this, and this while highly infectious strains are circulating. So, I mean, if that isn't clear enough, I really don't get it. And people, please do read my, my, you know, what I posted, because it's, oh, yes. science, it's pure science, pure science. And, and as everybody knows, I'm a highly passionate vaccine guy, right? And, and I have no criticism on the vaccines. But please use the right vaccine at the right place and don't use it in the heat of a pandemic on millions of millions of people. We're going to pay a huge price for this. And I'm becoming emotional because I'm thinking of my children, of the younger generation. I mean, it's, it's just impossible what we are doing. We don't understand the pandemic. We have been we have been terming it in an artificial pandemic. Who can explain? Who can explain where all of a sudden all this highly infectious strain come from? Nobody can explain this. I can explain it, but we we have not been seeing this during previous pandemics. During natural pandemics, we have not been seeing it because at every single time there was the immunity was low enough so that the virus didn't need to escape. So back. At the end of the pandemic, when things calmed down and it was herd immunity, it was still the same virus circulating. What we are now doing is that we are really chasing this virus. I mean, it becomes all, you know, increasingly, increasingly infectious. And I mean, this is just a, a situation that is completely, completely, uh, completely out of control. Yeah, and if you listen to Geert Van Bosch, a vaccine expert and is pro-vaccine and he is frightened by mass vaccination. And basically he's saying that people's immune systems are going to erode away from this vaccine. And maybe that's 
what the whole plan is the whole time. You know, he's not saying it's this big conspiracy, but you can take what he's saying and it's pretty shocking as is. Well, now listen to Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. Maybe she's not the one to show all of your sleeping family and friends, but she does make sense of this situation in maybe a less um, scientific way, so it's a little easier to understand. But, you know, this is one side of things I'm showing you right now. So listen to this, take it in, and Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, you know, she fully knows what the New World Order is, so that's why I'm saying, like, she's not the person that you just give to your friends because they're going to think she's a quack. Um, I don't think she is. I, at least I don't think. I don't know a lot about her. But the way she described it just dovetails with what Geert is talking about. So listen to this, and we'll, we'll uh, discuss a little more. Um, we have never, ever, ever used messenger RNA in any vaccine, ever. We have RNA vaccines. The measles vaccine is an RNA virus. The polio virus is, a, is an RNA virus. But the difference is, is that in those vaccines, the, the virus is, is part of the vaccine wholly intact. So when your body generates an antibody, it's against the outer coating proteins of that virus. What we're doing with this new virus is we're taking a little piece of that virus's genetics specifically associated with what's called the spike protein, and we're injecting that into the body, creating something called a non-neutralizing antibody, which in essence, instead of taking that messenger RNA and gobbling it up and making it go away, like what happens when you get a measles vaccine and you get a measles and it gobbles it up and makes it go away, this non-neutralizing antibody actually it creates something called antibody-dependent enhancement. And they refute, they refer to that as ADE, like apple, David, elephant, ADE. And antibody-dependent um, enhancement actually allows that little piece of messenger RNA to start replicating on its own and, and go over and over and over again, creating these little pieces of virus spike proteins inside of our body for our body to create an antibody against. This is what Bill Gates has said. Yes, human beings can become their own vaccine manufacturing machine because we interject this messenger RNA that gobble that binds onto your reverse transcriptase enzymes and starts replicating itself over and over again, creating more antibodies against the spike protein. Now, here's where it gets really, really interesting, Renette, is that that spike protein has been shown in two other very specific ways to cause injury. Number one is that when you create an, this, when you create an antibody to that spike protein, antibodies actually are designed, and when we write about them in the literature, we design it, we make it look like a, the letter Y, the letter Y. And the, t the two arms of the Y, they call them FAB fragments, like Frank Appleberry, FAB fragments. And the stem down here at the bottom, the part of, part of the Y is the FAC fragment. These are the ones that grab hold of the virus and generally neutralize it. When you look at the messenger RNA, it grabs hold of it, but kind of loosely binds it. And when this FAC fragment goes over and hooks onto the macrophage that is supposed to kill it, and it gets taken inside, that messenger RNA gets released. 
And that's where it starts to replicate over and over again. It's like having an on button, but no off button. And that whole thing, that whole mechanism I just described to you, they actually give it a name and they call it the Trojan horse mechanism because it allows that virus and that piece of of that virus to get inside of your cells, start to replicate and even get inserted into other parts of your DNA as a Trojan horse. Now, that's one of three mechanisms. The second mechanism is when you create this antibody, this non-neutralizing antibody to the messenger RNA, it actually, that, that stem, that FAC segment to that spike protein can actually go into your lungs and attach to the lung tissue and start developing what they call a diffuse alveolar damage, which is diffuse injury to the cells inside of your lungs where you breathe. It starts to break them down and destroy them. And what we and, and what those antibodies do is that they cause various degrees of pus and bleeding and damage to your lungs. So as you get this vaccine, the messenger RNA, you create this antibody, the antibody carries the, the thing inside of the cells through a Trojan horse mechanism. The antibody itself goes and starts to damage lungs. And the third and even more sinister thing is that spike protein antibody can attack your macrophages. Now, there's two types of macrophages. There are type 1 and type 2. Type 1 macrophages. Now, macrophages are a type of white blood cell that gobble up the the bacteria and viruses in your system that aren't supposed to be there. They're your Th1 pathway. They're your hypervigilant white blood cells. So when we get bacteria in our body all day long, from eating, brushing teeth, go to the bathroom, having sex, cutting your fingers, those white blood cells just come along and they gobble things up and make them go away. When you get pneumonia or some sort of serious infection, the type 1 macrophages are pro-inflammatory. And they show up at the infection and start creating cytokines and blowing whistles and bringing in all the things to try to kill off the infection. Very, very aggressive and very highly inflammatory, which is what you want. The type 2 macrophages are anti-inflammatory. So as you start to recover, the type 2 macrophages come in, tell the other guys to shut up. We're here to clean up the mess. So we clean up the dead debris of the tissue, the dead white blood cells, and all these things. So the type 2 macrophages and the type 1 work in concert. Type 1 kill off the infection and type 2 heal it. When you've got this antibody to the spike protein, which is the full intent and purpose of these vaccines, that antibody kills your type 2 macrophages. It attaches to them and inactivates them. So in the experimental animals that actually died of of lung infection and inflammation, when they sacrificed them, what they found was that all of these, uh, all of the the lungs were filled up with all of these type 1 pro-inflammatory, highly cytokine types of macrophages and zero type 2 macrophages. What they did, and they sacrificed the animals that had not been vaccinated but had been sick, what they found that was in two days of getting sick, without the infection, without the antibody, without the vaccine, the type 2 macrophages had come into the infection and started cleaning up the mess and started healing it as long as they didn't have the presence of a spike antibody. Wow. With the presence of the spike antibody, it killed them 
and didn't allow them to do their job. So those are three of probably seven mechanisms of how this vaccine is going to cause a problem. The antibody to the spike protein is going to destroy your lungs. The antibody to the spike protein is going to shut off your M2 anti-inflammatory macrophages. And the third, the antibody to the spike protein is going to loosely bind that virus or loosely bind the messenger RNA and drag it inside of your cell through a Trojan horse phenomenon, make it start replicating and having this process go on and on and on and on and on and on and on because it's an on button without an off button. This is just, I mean, this is why you're saying people are going to start dying within a year, year and a half. It's just, it's just. And, and, what has, with, with the, and it's really the, all of the mechanism, when you go back and look at all of the studies that go all the way back to 2002 of how they've tried to develop a coronavirus vaccine. Right. Is that it, you get these antibodies. So you go and you got this antibody. It's not doing anything. It's floating around waiting for something to do. And then garden variety coronavirus shows up. And that's what activates the whole process. Uh-huh. It's the re-exposure that leads to the antibody-dependent enhancement and all this accelerated autoimmune disease. There are 36 different coronaviruses in the environment, seven of them known to infect humans, and they've been around for 60 years. They're out there long before COVID ever showed up. So we're going to get these antibodies, these non-binding antibodies, and it's going to, a, a, a coronavirus is going to show up and it's going to start killing people. And we're, we're not going to see it right away. So it's not like the, I mean, some people are going to get the shot. And because of some of these other ingredients you want me to talk about, we're going to see anaphylactic shock. And people are going to die from that. And they're going to die from cardiovascular disease. The doctor, the one doctor that reported dying got ITP, you know, which is a blood disorder, which is an autoimmune disease that, the, that probably the spike protein antibody starts attacking the red blood cells, breaking it down, and you die from that. And so some people are going to die from the vaccine directly, but a a large number of people are going to start to get horribly sick and get all kinds of autoimmune diseases 42 days to maybe a year out. And what are they going to do? These stupid doctors who say, good for you for getting that vaccine. What are they going to say? Oh, it must be a mutant. We need to give an extra dose of that vaccine right. because now the vaccine, we, instead of one dose we not, and two doses, we need three or four because the stupid physicians aren't taking the time to learn anything about it. So, you know, what what the kind of both of them are saying, you know, it could be four months. Well, we're basically right now of this recording in April of 2021, four months from the beginning of this vaccination rollout. But... um. I think that uh, also it could be a year and it could be many years, but that's just what she's saying. Now, the trials for these vaccines that they use ferrets for, they all died with fluid in their lungs and they only lasted, you know, not that long. Of course, ferrets don't have um, the immune system of, of a human, but just to say, you know, just to think about that. And of course, with this plan, they are not going to blame it on the vaccine. They're going to blame it on the variants. I'm going to say, oh, the variants are killing everybody. And they're going to continue these draconian measures and laws. Have you figured it out yet? It's not, it's not just this virus. It's about your obedience. And it's going to continue to become that. Right? It, it, it's going to be, become more obvious as we go along here, I think. 
because they can't keep using this, but they're going to use it as much as they can until they cannot use it anymore. It's become clear to me now, the reason they had to dress it up, this, this, this pandemic, to dress it up as a real pandemic, the reason they had to fudge numbers, fudge death certificates, you know, right, the people died of COVID when they died of other things, uh, rebrand the seasonal flu as COVID, and possibly, maybe there was a bioweapon here and there to convince the public and, and you know, that this, there's a real thing, and that, that's very possible. I, I'm not doubting that. But the reason they had to do all this is to convince the population that it's real so they would take the vaccine. And that's the reason they did it. People are reacting in fear, and they've let the media and experts tell them what to do, and they're doing it. You know, if we're going to go on the limb of what Geert is saying, um, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, also uh, Dr. Carrie Madej, they're, they're all kind of saying the same thing. If we're going to get, then, then we're, gonna, we're going to witness a, math, a mass genocide worse than Thanos when he snapped his fingers in Avengers Infinity Wars and half the population disappeared. I mean, could that movie be preemptive programming? Kind of wonder, you know, what really would that, could that happen? Just saying. I'm just saying, you know, maybe not. And I hope they are wrong about all this. I hope they're totally wrong about all this. I hope I'm wrong. I have never been one to promote paranoia on this show intentionally or fear because I really don't want to. So so many people that are in the message of spreading this truth go into the doomsday realm. And I wonder sometimes if they intentionally block out hope because they'd rather be in that, that doomsday mindset rather than look at trying to get out of the mess. I feel that way sometimes, and that's, that's sometimes what I think, but I'm not one of those people is what I'm trying to say. So I want to be wrong on this, and possibly I am, but if these psychopaths who are behind this scamdemic can get access to the inside of their, our bodies, they will, and at the very least alter us because they think we're shit, that needs to be wiped off the butthole of Earth. <laughs> it's true. You know, because the CDC says 90% of the Earth is to be vaccinated, or at least that's what they want. They want 90%. That, that number, 90%. It's so ridiculous on the surface when you think about this. Because, okay, if you're new to this information, the virus has a 99.97 survival rate for a person my age and in good health. I'm in my 40s, okay? So going by the real numbers, not the conflated numbers, going by the real numbers, 99.97% survival rate, and of course, I think it's, you know, the whole thing's bullshit, but, you know, so so let's let's say I get the vaccine, and it actually does exactly what they're saying it does, and, you know, it prevents me from getting this, this virus, which is not true. Then what's 0.03% really worth? Because it doesn't do that, and I have more of a risk taking it by far than relying on my own immune system. Because more people are dying from this. And it's, it's amazing what people do when in fear. They give up everything to be safe, everything to be safe. Yet, you are always safe. Government is never there to actually keep you safe. They don't care about you. And look how they'll rob you with, for your taxes. Do you, do you really think that they care about you and, and want to keep your health health up and healthy? If they did in America, the FDA wouldn't allow junk food everywhere, everywhere you go. 
and you can't really get healthy food anywhere from a regular grocery store. Just, I mean, you know, if they if they really cared about you, if these people cared about you, they wouldn't allow a health industry to keep you sick, but not too sick to die, but sick enough to keep on their medication. And so they don't care about you. And I think people need to catch up on that big time. I mean, you as Chan It Down radio listeners, you know that. They, you know that because you chant it down. But many people don't. And they still think that the experts are there for them. And that they think that um, the, the research is real. And they think that the science is real. And they have not caught up. They are not caught up in the media lies. They're not caught up on any of this. All right, so let's, let's listen to this. Well, this is, I'm just going to have to read it, actually. I wish I had audio of this. So um, this is what the former Pfizer vice president said to the ADLS, which is the America's, America's frontline doctors. Uh, he spoke to former, so th- this um, guy's name is uh, Vice President, Pfizer Vice President and Chief Science Officer Dr. Mike Yeadon about his views on the COVID-19 vaccination, hydro, hydroxychloroquine, and invermicitin, the regular authorities and more. Okay. Um, and I'm not going to read this whole article, but I'm just going to read you some points from this article that I found that you should know. Okay. I have, this is him saying, okay. I have absolutely no doubt that we are in the presence of evil. Not a determination I've ever made before in a 40-year research career and dangerous products. So we're in the presence of, of evil and dangerous products, he says. In the UK, it's abundantly clear that the authorities are bent on a course which will result in administering vaccines to as many of the population as they can. This is madness because even if these agents were legitimate, protection is needed only by those at notably elevated risk of death from the virus. In those people, there might even be an argument that the risks are worth bearing, and there definitely are risks which are all what I call mechanistic inbuilt inbuilt in the way that they work. So he's talking about these vaccines. And absolutely, because um, these this this is actually more risk-taking than just allowing your own immune system, even, as he's saying, people that are, you know, are more vulnerable, which in handling this whole situation in the first place, it should have just been, you know, quarantining off the vulnerable, okay? And that's how you know right away that it is a scam. So, proceeding on here. In no other era would it be wise to do what is stated as the intention since I know this with certainty, and I know those driving it know this too, we have to inquire, what is their motive? While I don't know, I have strong theoretical answers, only one which relates to money, and that motive doesn't work because the same quantum can be arrived at by doubling the unit cost and giving the agent to half as many people. Dilemma solved. So it's something else. Appreciating that by entire population. It is also intended that minor children and eventually babies are to be included in the net, and that's what I interpret to be an evil act. So, he goes on and talks about a few other things, but 
this is where it gets real interesting right here, okay? So he talks about, my understanding of a leaky vaccine is that only it only lessens symptoms in the vaccinated but does, but does not stop transmission. It therefore allows the spread of what then becomes a more deadly virus. For example, in China, they, they deliberately used leaky avian flu vaccines to quickly cull flocks of chicken because the unvaccinated die within three days. And Merrick's disease, from which they needed to save all the chickens, the only solution was to vaccinate 100% of the flock because all unvaccinated were at high risk of death. So how a leaky vax is utilized is intention-driven that is impossible, that the intent can be to, to, can be to cause great harm to the unvaccinated. So what he's saying is a leaky vaccine that people get, so this is kind of the opposite of what the others I played for you are saying. He's talking about a vaccine that people get that leaks out the virus that the unvaccinated actually get affected by more. So he goes on, I think that Geert Vanden Bosch, the guy I just played, story is highly suspect. There's no evidence at all that vaccination is leading or will lead to dangerous variants. I'm worried that it's some kind of trick. As a general rule, variants form from very, from very often routinely and tend to become less dangerous and more infectious over time as it comes into equilibrium with its human host. Variants generally don't become more dangerous. No variant difference differs from the original sequence by more than 0.03%. In other words, all variants are at least 99.7 identical to the Wuhan sequence. It is, it's, it's a fiction and an evil one at that that variants are likely to escape immunity. Not only is it intrinsic, intrinsically unlikely because this degree of similarity of variants means zero chance that an immune person, whether from natural infection or from vaccination will, will be made ill by a variant, but it's empirically supported by high-quality research. And so he's saying, too, that these variants that are putting fear about, and I, I already knew this when they were talking about it, that it, it's bullshit that these variants are going to get you. These variants are, are, are less likely to get somebody infected than the original potent virus that came out. And, of course, that's, you know, that's considering that it's not the flu rebranded, right? All right, just a little more of this, this article. So he says, I must return to the issue of top-up vaccines, which are booster shots. And it is this whole narrative which I fear will be exploited and used to gain unparalleled power over us. Please, he, he says, warn every person not to go near top-up vaccines. There is absolutely no need for them as there's no need for them, yet they're being made in pharma, and regu regulators have stood aside, no safety testing, and I can only deduce that they will be used for nefarious purposes. For example, if someone wished to harm or kill a significant portion of the world's population over the next few years, the symptoms being put in a place right now will enable it. It is my considered view that it is entirely possible that this will be used for massive-scale depopulation. Wow. So that is what this guy, former vice president of Pfizer, talks about. You know, 
this isn't like David Icke talking about it or Max Egan or somebody like that. No, this is this is this is actually somebody who is also a quote unquote expert. So you have to wonder here, you know. Um, basically, you know, these booster shots could be the real bad ones. I'm not saying the vaccine's not bad, but these booster shots. Now, now I've given you two different things to work off. Either this Geert side of the story, this German guy, is right, Dr. Sher Cherry Tenpenny, or this guy. And who do we believe? I don't know. Could it be something in between? Maybe. And maybe this is bullshit and the other one's real. But either way, the, we have to consider all these things because we really don't know what they're doing. But notice the 90% that leaves room for approximately 500 million people. So the real problem, though, here is that health has been hijacked a long, a long time ago even. And the media and ways of getting truth, but health as a whole is bad. So all of this has been hijacked. People now think that health is getting vaccinated and using hand sanitizer and wearing, and wearing masks and social distancing. That's what they think health is. And I knew we were in trouble years ago when I used to live in another place and I saw my, my neighbors. Uh, it was a mom and a daughter. They were both nurses. And they would both sit on their front step together, uh, smoking cigarettes. They're both heavily obese, wearing their nurse uniforms, sitting there smoking cigarettes. I knew we were in trouble when I saw that as health. Like, wait a minute, these people are agents of health. Okay, we're in trouble. So when I go into hospital, too, I don't feel like it's about wellness. You know, I mean, sure, there are great exceptions with surgeries and life-saving procedures and diagnostics but when you go in there as a whole i'm scared i'm scared of the the uh procedures that might take place on me if i decide to let them have my body i mean they are giving free donuts for a year at Krispy Kreme if you get vaccinated they're desperate i mean that's health or you can get a carton of marlboros if you get the jab that's health like really this is who's pushing it this should be so obvious. I mean, just so, so obvious. It's amazing. So I want to check out, I want to show you some of these memes here. Let's see here if I can pull these up real quick here. And Yeah, or rather um, not show you, but tell you. You can't see it, but okay. So here, <clears throat> breaking CDC VAERS reports. This is a while ago too. 966 deaths from Moderna and Pfizer COVID vaccines. 86 died immediately. 129 died one after one day after. 97 died in two days. 61 died in three days. 514 died in a week. 173 died in, in seven to 13 days. 106 in 14 to 20 days. And that's the data track from December 14th to February 19th. Well, we're, we're, we're way past that now. Let's just show you, I mean, even the dangers of just any vaccine in general. And this isn't even a vaccine. I like this one too here. How in the hell am I still alive? I sanitize nothing, breathe freely, 
hug my family and friends, don't social distance, and worst of all, I accept cash as payment. Just a walking fucking miracle. Are there any other walking miracles out there? <laughs> yes, I, I can't believe I'm alive either. I cannot believe that I'm walking around still and I, I don't wash my hands. I, uh, I go out and uh, I breathe the air. And um, yeah, I, I, I go into stores and uh, they're, they're crowded and whoa, I haven't got sick. Interesting. Michael Jackson. The press is manipulating everything that's been happening. They don't tell the truth. They are lying. They manipulate our history books. The history books are not true. It's a lie. The history books are lying. You need to know that. You must know that. That was Michael Jackson. Died at 50 years old. Apparently uh, took the wrong pills. Hmm. Heard of that before. I don't know. Sounds familiar to you? Yeah. Let's see. Um... Has Pfizer ever been found guilty in a court of law for scientific fraud? The answer is yes. Has Pfizer ever been guilty of bribing doctors? The answer is yes. Has Pfizer ever been found guilty by a jury of racketeering fraud? The answer is yes. And yes, they are definitely um, not saints. That's for sure. I like this one too. This is uh, someone posted this. I don't know where this is, but it's funny. No face masks allowed in store. Lower your mask or go somewhere else. Stop listening to your government. They're dumbasses. This is the store policy for our employees' safety. Please comply or go elsewhere. <laughs> That's awesome. I wish people would really just start really just dumbing this down and stop listening and stop cooperating and and. We would get somewhere. This is how we're going to get somewhere, by not complying. A violent revolution is not usually the best thing, because I think they're ready kind of for that. So I just think, you know, it, it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to go hot. It can just be us just not complying. And they can't do anything about it. They can't, they can't control millions of people. They cannot. Not at all. Um... No, not that one. Let's see what else we got here. Well, maybe that's all I wanted to share with you. Oh, I thought there was another one. Hmm. Well, okay. Oh, here's another one here. If health could be injected, we wouldn't be the sixth country in the world with one of the highest infant, infant mortality rates. Exactly. We have an immune system. People are forgetting that we have an immune system and that we... Are um, we are we are actually you know uh, healthy by ourselves? Humans don't need help like that. Humans have immune systems. If you treat it with respect and eat the right foods and get enough sleep and get exercise, and you know take certain vitamins and get the certain vitamins your body needs, you're going to be fine. You're going to be able to fight off all kinds of infections. I like this guy here. Is it, this this is a gym owner? named Ian Smith in New Jersey. Uh, he refused to close his gym, and he's giving you a truth bomb. He says, everything the government is doing right now is designed to make you fat, weak, stupid, depressed, lazy, and reliant on crumbs they wipe off their plates. Health replaced by pharmaceuticals. Education replaced by programming. Hard work replaced by handouts. These people hate you. 
Yes, they do. They hate you. They hate you and they want you dead because they think you're a worthless eater. And, well, a lot of people behave that way. But if people could realize their potential, we wouldn't, you know, we're, we're much better than that. Humans are. And there's some great humans out there. And I don't think we all deserve to go. But, yeah, I guess... I guess that's it. Oh, here, this one's kind of funny, too. I like this one. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, no, that's not the one I wanted. Where is that one? Let's see. Oh, okay. I guess I lost the one I wanted I, somewhere. I don't get in on Instagram too much. Oh, here it is. A sheep spends its, its whole life fearing wolves, but eventually gets eaten by the shepherd. Yeah. It's true. It's true. You, you spent your whole life fear. I mean, think about what they put fear out there for. All the fear campaigns since 2000. I've gone over that before. Every single fear from ISIS to Al-Qaeda. Oh, the terrorists. What happened to them? They're gone. Oh, it's COVID now. Now that, And then someday that's going to be gone. It's gonna, there's going to be the new fear. So when, it doesn't stop, you know. And yet the real people that are taking you to the slaughter are the people who are telling you all this stuff. The CDC wants over 90% of the world's population to be vaccinated. 100 miles away from the CDC headquarters, the Georgia Guidestones say Earth's population should be reduced by over 90%. And that's what this talk is about today. So just to wrap up the Georgia Guidestones here, to sum it up, um, of course they want 500 million left on the Earth. And just summing up the mystery of R.C. Christian. So who was this guy? Who was this guy who built these, these stones with all this money from the secret society? Well, hopefully you've seen the documentary Dark Clouds over Elberton. You don't have to see it, you know, it, but it's a good documentary. It's still on YouTube. It's bypassed the censorship, probably because it just doesn't um, reveal enough that matters that they care about at the moment. But really, it is something that we should be looking into. Uh, it, but it reveals the creator of the Guidestones as a doctor. His name was Herbert Kirsten. It, it doesn't reveal his secret group, but I think it's cool how they get there in the documentary, and I won't spoil that part. So that part you should watch if, you, if you're interested. Uh, I'll link that on this podcast, too. Uh, this guy was a conservationist with beliefs in birth control, and he was friends with a Nobel Prize winner named William Shockley. And both of those guys happened to be fans of David Duke, who was the former head or of the Ku Klux Klan. I guess he's still, I don't really know. Don't keep up with that. But Shockley, his friend, believed that anyone with an IQ lower than 100 should be sterilized. And both were white supremacists in their beliefs that the white race was superior. So they were, these, these were, you know, Real white supremacists. So, so here, media, mainstream media, here's, here's white supremacists for you. Start looking into them. Go get them. Oh, no. The, not the suspects you're looking for. Hmm. Maybe because of the same people that finance your lying machine that are in bed with these people and happen to work for them. Yeah, I would say so. And so what I noticed, this is a discovery I made for myself, is I just started looking up the Ku Klux Klan, and I noticed that their symbol... The KKK symbol looks just like the Georgia Guidestones from above. So rather than it being the Rosicrucian cross, the rose and the cross symbol, I actually think this is more than likely the case that it has to do with the KKK. Um, 
Now, that sounds like a lower level kind of thing than um, the global elite, but not really, you know? So my question is, so could this mass vaccination be targeted at everyone non-white? Or could this be a different group of elites behind this? Or maybe they all agree at the top somewhere. I don't know. But I do know for a fact that at the very top, they are all white. You know, Oprah, it's just their pawn. Jay-Z, just a pawn, just a lot of money. Useful, useful pawn. Uh, Michael Jackson was a pawn. And look what they did to him as he decided to defy his, his, his uh, orders or his... his you know, what they wanted them to do. So if 10% of people are to remain on this planet, I, you know, it, could it be that they want to get rid of the minorities in the world and just keep the white people? I mean, that would be pretty crazy and pretty awful, of course. I don't know what to say about that, but I have friends in the African-American community that said to me, have said to me that the virus is real and that, you know, people are getting sick. And there's a lot of questions to be asked with that, and I can't make the assumption exactly. And I've heard a lot of, um, you know, I know a lot of people that are um, Chinese that have also gotten it pretty bad versus other cultures. So, you know, it does make you wonder if these, this virus or whatever bioweapon, if there was one, is genetic specific. I don't know. But if that was the case with the vaccine too, then, you know, that, that would be insane. But if they want 10% of people on the planet uh, to, to live, to let the rest of the 10%, what 10% do you think they want around? Not you and me, not the rebels. We have to go too. And they just want their own kin left. They just want their own kind here, I would think. But they do need a slave class. So who would that be? Well, the rebels aren't going to work too well as the slave class because we're going to rebel so they're going to need to get rid of those of us who there are in the way, who are resisting this. So you would think that they would want, um, you would want, um, you know, like the people that are rule followers, so they would want to get rid of us. And so either it's this leaky vaccine or it's the fact that everybody that gets the vaccine is going to die. Either way, there's going to be possibly a lot of death. And maybe it's none of this. Like I said, we don't know enough. I, you know, I hope that this is not the scenario we are facing. And, and I'm not saying any certainty to any of this. I would, I would, I, it could be a variety of scenarios that unfold, something that we can't even predict. And this is what, but this is what they want ultimately, uh, and they, they want this, this 90% die-off of some, you know, and it could be a slow die-off, like 10 years, you know, maybe in line with Project 2030 and their sustainable development goals, because sustaining Sustainable development basically means that we can sustain a better planet with just 90% uh, of people gone, done, you know? Um, and so that could be. But, you know, and, and so most people would have no idea and this is happening, that this, this, this could ha actually happen. You know, people are stupid. Look, look at most people's focuses. Listen, listen to most people's conversations. Listen to what they're talking about. People are stupid. They're full of nonsense. They they are so simple to fool. People have no idea how how bad the media is controlled, 
They don't focus on it. People have no idea the magnitude of their mind control. They don't think that they're being controlled because they think of mind control as some kind of something in a science fiction movie when it's as, as plain as day when you turn on a screen and you get yourself in alpha state and you are told things that seem comfortable with you. I mean, I remember just going off track here, but I just remember one time I came back from a mushroom trip with my friend. We were, we were um, walking around and it got kind of cold and so and rainy and so we went inside and turned on the TV and how warm and good it felt on mushrooms even though um, usually I, I would never want to watch but we weren't really watching it it's just the feeling it gave you this comforting feeling people sit down and get in that comfortable zone and then they get brainwashed because they're they're at their 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 most vulnerable you know so the William Casey quote comes so close to home now and that is the former CIA director in the 80s, who said at a press conference with Ronald Reagan, we will know our disinformation program is complete when everything the American public believes is a lie. And I think we are there. Everything basically people believe now is a total lie. You go into any part of the institutions of society and it's a total lie. Everything from health, health has been hijacked, uh, politics have been hijacked, um, you know, food, nutrition, uh, science, uh, you know, everything. Everything's been hijacked. Everything that you are told nowadays is complete bullshit. Completely. Every Everyone you see walking around with their masks on, so sure about the science and so sure about what the experts and the media says, is completely filled with propaganda. They're walking propaganda. They're, they're filled with shit. Kind of like, um, Kind of like Biff from Back to the Future, if you remember Back to the Future movie, and his car got manure dumped into it. Completely full of shit like Biff's car. People are completely loaded, filled to the brim with shit. And I've realized, uh, I've, I've used a lot of shit analogies today, but I, I just, you know, it just comes to mind when I think of people that they're just completely full of shit and spewing it out. Filled to the brim with bullshit. Um... So what's going on with people? I'm still wondering, okay, so not everybody agrees with this, and a lot of people are starting to see through the narrative, and I'm, I, I'm wondering, where's the pushback? And to be honest, everyone is cowards. Almost everybody is really a coward. They might talk a little bit, you know, but when, action, when it comes to action, most people are scared. You know that, that big six-foot-five, 250-pound, muscle-bound guy you see in line at a store is wearing a mask. He's a coward. You know, he decided to conform. I'm kind of big. I'm not that big, but I'm not a coward. I'm not afraid to tell people about the truth. And that's what I've been doing lately. I've been telling people about the truth everywhere I go. So, you know, sometimes harsh because it depends on what mood you catch me in. I come out there and I'm, I'm, I, have to, I have to be ready for battle. And so think about how many minds out there, though, that have the wit and the knowledge and know the scheme of things, wish they were big, intimidating people such as that six foot five, 250-pound muscle belt character I described. You know? We need everyone to put a stop to all this. And where is people resisting the vaccine? That's what this is all about. The pandemic was to get you to take the vaccine. It wasn't, it, I mean, this is the ultimate crown jewel of the plan besides probably bankrupt the world economy so we can have, uh, uh, you know, an, a great reset. But this is the big one right here, the, the vaccine. Where is the rebels? 
Where are they? Where is the critical minds against this? You know, um, we're on our own here. And your real enemy is everyone that is complying with this, even your loved ones. And I don't want to, you know, to have to draw that line in the sand with your family and divide it. But seriously, they are propagating this. And they won't listen to you because you are counter-narrative. I mean, all right, so I, and it's like people think they're smart and they're not. And that's what really just drives me insane. So I saw these, these tourists and you know how it is when you're a family and you um, never get that family photo because someone in the family's always taking the photo. So I was like, oh, you know, what? I'll take their photo for them, you know. And, and so they're in the photo. I'm like, oh, do you guys want to remove your mask so I can take, uh, so you can have this and it can be timeless, I told to them. And they're like, oh, no, 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 we, we, we keep our masks on. We're educators. Educators. What, what are they educating? What, 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 what education? I, I mean, are, are they indoctrinators? That's what I want to know. Educators. What research did they do? And that's the thing. People think they're smart because they heard it from experts and they think that if they are, are cooperating and doing good, that they're going to, um, you know, we're going to get past this. That's why I see those masks that say do good. Well, the tyranny of the do-gooders is the worst type. This is the, 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 the worst thing that can happen. In fact, I listened. I should put it on the show, but I can't, I can't find it. I heard this interview with this Holocaust survivor, a lady that was saying that these times are worse than the Holocaust because it includes everyone. Everyone's taken by this. Doing good is doing your homework and doing research. You're not ed- educators unless you're educating on the whole picture and really taking a look at it. You know, imagine if they actually told the truth on COVID from the very beginning. If we had a truthful media and, and they were just like, well, okay, there is a virus going around, could be a bioweapon, or it might just be a bad virus that's going around. And, well, maybe your loved ones that are vulnerable to uh, have health conditions should stay in and we should... Um, do help them out by going to the store for them. And, and uh, it's not that bad, but maybe the elderly need to be more careful and it's a new strain of flu and, and, and we'll get over it and we'll, we'll um, you know, be all right and we'll uh, continue on. But no, no, we don't have that. Of course they don't. They're not going to say that. We have a fear-mongering media. And they are, you know, everybody's so scared of one thing to the other. I've talked about how in the last 20 years, it's been one fear to the next, one fear to the next. What happened to ISIS and what happened to all this? It's gone. It's gone. This is the fear you have to be on now, as I've said, you know. Um, and they label you as a conspiracy theorist when, when all you are is doing is asking questions. Real conspiracy theorists, you know, dirty name or not, ask questions because they've investigated the official version and it doesn't quite add up. And they have questions. They're, they're critical thinkers. These people are, are, are smarter than the average person because they don't just read headlines and articles. They read the whole thing and, they, and come to their conclusions. It is like a detective. Detectives have to investigate multiple leads and entertain multiple scenarios at the same time until, the, until they can eliminate and isolate the truth from the rest and then throw all that away. So that's what we have, and that's how you find the truth. You have to ask questions. You have to have an imagination to entertain all scenarios, absurd and rational, and figure out what fits, what doesn't, 
And that's what detectives do. That's how you find the truth. That's the process of seeking the truth. Why people like myself and others in the alternative media get into this information is, that are at least rational and, of course, not government plants or anything like that is because we care. We care about the direction that humanity is going and we are being led by criminals and we see that and we want to do something about it. It's that simple. And we care. We care about where the future is going because nobody else is – because, again, you listen to people's conversations and all they're talking about is shallow stuff. And they don't know anything from anything. This situation has brought out the authoritarian power trippers. The, the sheepdogs, the status seekers, the brown nosers, and or what I'm calling PUFAs. PUFAs stands for power tripping, uptight, fear driven assholes. And these are the people that have decided to fully take authority with things because they think they're right. It's Karen's brother. You know, Karen, okay, like a lady in a restaurant last month. Uh, Sir, please put your mask over your nose. I was like, okay. And I never did. But, you know, that's Karen, all right? Uh, or the lady that ran past me and my girl when we were walking, uh, going for a walk. She goes, masks. And I, was, I didn't even know what she said at first. And if she, she would have said it in, in, a, in a more audible sense without the, all the masks there, I would have said, go fuck off, you know? But that's Karen, all right? But PUFAs are much more that, that they take it to the next level. You know, I was in a, in a, in a, a grocery store and I got a coffee um, the other day and I, I was drinking it. I had my mask down and drinking it. It's in, this, it's in a grocery store, you know, and this lady came along all bitchy. You can't drink that coffee in here. You can only drink outside. No, it's store policy. Masks have to be on all the time. You know, that's a poofa. Poofas are more than Karens because they are the ones who are like, finally, a chance to flex some authority on my fellow human beings. I've always wanted the power. You know, these are, these are power tripping. These are, these are power tripping uptight, uh, fear-driven assholes. That's what they are, poofas. So um, they're everywhere. And because, really, the, we need to start doing something about this. We need to start showing these people, these poofas, who is boss. Um, because, really, these people are the cowards. They are, are, are afraid inside. They're full of, they, they're, they're full of fear and they were probably made fun of as a kid or, you know, wide variety, and they, they've never had that chance to really flex that power, well, they need to be put back in their place. Seriously. We are feeding these poofas power, and we need to get rid of these power-tripping, uptight, uh, fear-driven assholes. That's poofa. So um, the elite, they're just a tiny few, you know, the controllers. These poofas and Karens are trying to herd the flock, and they are now living, breathing propaganda on legs, walking around, thinking they have authority. You know, the elite don't hardly have to do anything. People are on, on fight-or-flight mode because they think their, their, their life is threatened by a sickness with a 99.97 survival rate. And, and we need to say no. Not only that, we need to use physical force if needed to tame down these poofas. You know... Our, our warriors and strong men and women need to stand up and stand for truth and give the facts. And because when is enough finally enough? When is when, when is has push come to shove going to kick in? When is it going to kick in? They're just dicking us around. 
First, it was two weeks to flatten the curve. Okay, we'll go through it until we've been in this thing a whole fucking year, and it hasn't changed. It's just that we now have accepted this new normal, and that's not okay because people need to live and breathe. It's spring break here in Hawaii. It's flooded with tourists, and the reason why I'm thinking is because everybody's been cooped up for too long. It's time to have fun because humans need to be free. They naturally need to be free. So, um, you know, now you can't do that. You can't do what you want to do because of the virus. You need to remain with these restrictions. And if we just do that, we'll get over this together. It's bullshit. Complete bullshit. I meet people that think that the draconian measures in Melbourne, Australia, were good and think that that's what we all need to do so we can win against the this flu. That's And that's all it is. And it'll all go away when we're done. People have no long view of history and they're fucking idiots. Because at first they're like, Oh, well, you need to wear a mask when out in public. And and then they're like, actually, you need to wear a mask all the time. And then, you know, and what's what, where's this line of thinking, the, these, these COVIDians? I mean, where's this line of thinking that we need to wear a mask outside in fresh air away from people? Is, is it falling from the sky? You know, I can tell you what's really falling from the sky if you'd like to know. But certainly it's is this virus, like, you know, and covering your nose – I mean, okay, I can see maybe your mouth a little bit, but your nose, how often do you exhale out of your nose? Um, you know, because you'd have to be going like, like that to actually, you know, get anybody. And who does that? You know, you should be able to at least breathe out of your nose, but you shouldn't have a mask at all. But I'm just saying. But, and then they're like, well, actually, we need you to wear two masks. Yeah, two masks, that should do it. That should do it. Then, then CN, CNBC said triple masking is even better. Actually, we have to ask you to wear three masks, and that'll stop the virus. I mean, how many masks does it take to pass out? I mean, it reminds me of that old uh, Tootsie Roll pop commercial, well, um, from my childhood in the 80s. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll pop? Well, how many masks does it take to to uh, make somebody pass out without oxygen. These COVIDians, they're not getting enough blood to their heads. That's happening right now. They're not thinking much. They, and it's really, they're, they're stuck in fear and they're not getting oxygen. I mean, how much more can they ask of humanity before people just snap? I mean, how much more can people take? And, I mean, it's, it's, it's ludicrous. I mean, if, if, they told people, um, we need you to stand in your head and pee all over yourself. That'll cure COVID and prevent the spread. People would do it. No, no, Fauci says it really works. Yeah, I know it's weird, but it really works. You know, humanity has shown the controllers behind this that we can take a lot and that we, we will keep on taking it. And people um, are demanding more government control and less individual control and freedom. And so we're, people are asking for it. So first of all, PUFAs have got to go. Power-driven, power-driven, uh, yeah, just power-driven, uptight, fear-driven assholes. That's what PUFAs are. Couldn't even remember my own thing. But, that, you know, I just made that up. But it's like, it's, it's funny because that's what these people are. Because they, they're, they are just, they're, they're, 
they're people that just need to go. We we need to have we we do we have to bring the bullies back? Do we have to gang up on people with the truth? I'm thinking so. I'm thinking that multiple people, just like uh, you see a friend in trouble, you help them out. Well, you do the same thing, backing somebody up with the truth. If you have to circle around them and actually start spitting facts at them until they get it right, maybe that's what has to be done. Because these people need to know the truth. You have to meet them at their level, but sometimes they, there is no level to meet them on. And so ganging up on them is, is it, it, maybe that's it, you know? Scary, intimidating people need to be yelling the truth out there. The problem is that a lot of us that know about this stuff, a lot of us that are conscious, are, are, are way too nice. We're, we're, we're conscious because, you know, we are maybe more sensitive or more um, uh, compassionate about life and we, we know the truth and we know that life is fragile and that we have, you know, we, we, we care for other humans and animals and nature. And the problem is, is we're way too nice. We have to toughen up. You know, I've, I'm, I've become an edgy person since this thing started. I've, I've had to arm myself with the truth. Every time I go out there, every time I go out the door and be ready for any Pufa or Karen out there that has something to tell me because if I don't go out there prepared, I myself might be taken out by the power tripping and it's got to stop. And so I don't like going out and sometimes I chameleon and blend and sometimes I battle. Most of the time I battle, but you know, if I just feel like going to the store and not dealing with it, sometimes I have to chameleon because um, I can't do it alone. We, I can't do this alone and sometimes I feel very alone, but I know that, that you guys are out there. The resistance of the New World Order needs to be heard loud. It needs to be heard really loud and it needs to overtake everything. We need to overtake the media. People need to put the boom in their voice like never before and, you know, speak the truth even if your voice shakes until it doesn't shake anymore until you feel confident. It may have to take that, you know, because I'm not used to yelling at people, but I've gotten used to it now and I actually have gotten quite good at it because I have to in order to have the truth heard. I mean, take steroids if you have to. Better than taking the vaccine. Better than shooting up a, a poison you don't know. At least you know. At least you know what it's going to do. I mean, don't really take steroids, but you could. And and if you feel like you need to get a little more testosterone in there, I don't know. But uh, yeah, um, my hope in humanity is is low. But I know a lot of you out there know. And I I wouldn't be saying this if there wasn't a chance that humans could override this, but it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot more than I see happening right now. And it's going to take some sophistication. And at, in, in future episodes, I may be just doing that is trying to um, draw out some strategies and plans for people to, you know, put a, put a stop to this. Because if we don't do it now, we got vaccine passports coming in already and you won't be able to travel. Eventually that that will be the only way to get around. And then eventually you won't be able to get into a store without it. And you see where they're going? They're not stopping. They're not stopping. This isn't going anywhere unless we, the people, do something about it. The people that want to live life and be free. 
You know, even Covidians want to live life and be free. Even believers in this narrative want to live life and be free. They think that if we do all these, these guidelines, that we will be back to normal. But we won't because they have no idea that a nefarious dark elite controlling group has been planning this for a very long time. And the Georgia Guidestones are a great way to start with it. So, you know, the Georgia Guidestones are, are, are the, the tools that th these people are going to use for the future of, 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 of uh, maintaining humanity. And if you want that future, then go right ahead and just let, it, let all this play out. But if you don't want that future, there needs to be mass resistance and mass noncompliance. Look, I don't want things to get hot, and I think it's the last resort because it plays into their hand, like I've said, and people that get you know, um, out their guns and start going wild are, are going to be in for a trap because the military is going to follow their orders, the police are going to follow their orders. You know, They're not going to stand down, and it, 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 they're too brainwashed. Even if they don't agree with what they're doing, a lot of them are not going to stand down. Uh, that I believe anyway, and this whole Q plan, um, you know, I am sorry that I've entertained the idea to you guys. I I never said any for sures on this show. I never said anything like, "Oh, this is definitely going to happen." But it was. It came at such a time when people really need some hope because it really looks dark, and it none of it came to fruition. And was it a psyop? I think that's a future show, maybe. But it did wake up people, so we'll, we'll, you know, I, I'm, I'm willing to entertain both scenarios still. But you can't trust a plan that nothing's going on. So it's up to us. It's up to us to put a stop to this and say no. And it's going to have to take more than just me on a radio show. It's going to have to take more than than just people not getting the vaccine. Because if you want people to live and you want people around you to live, you've got to stop them from taking this vaccine and really show them the truth, the real truth of this. Because no doubt that this came from these same people that want this 90% of people gone. They, this, is, this is coming in and people are lining up for this vaccine. They're lining up to, to get their immune system destroyed or something to happen with these biological entities that they are being in, injected with these poisons and we have to put a stop to this and it can't just be just a few people on the fringe it has to be everybody who is not seeing the full not under not seeing the narrative as true we need those people to be on fire it's been the very biggest challenge since i started radio is how to get people on fire does your back have to be against the wall? I guess so. But does it have to come to where it's too late? I hope not. But this is serious a serious matter. As the Georgia Guidestones say, they want to maintain humanity there. You think that, that, that if you survive all this, that there, you're going to be in a good world where you can't even have children and all kinds of stuff going to happen. So let's not let it go there. Let's not let those prophecies come true. Let's do something about this now otherwise it's too late i hate to end this episode without more solutions but it really needs to be looked into 
because this is the time we're in. And um, if the Georgia Guidestones are a good place to start, for some people, I guess so. But, you know, I think we just need to look at all the, the information that's on the table and understand that this is a mass genocide. We need to stop these PUFAs. We need to stop the Karens. And we need to show them these boss and humanity. People that are for real human life need to make a, make a, a stand now. Tin it down. Be a warrior, not a warrior.